From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. The David Curtin Show and today's news talk, TNT. Good morning, everybody, if you are in the UK. Good evening, if you're in Australia. And very, very early, good morning to you, if you're in the USA. Welcome to the David Curtin Show here on today's News Talk TNT. I have with me Abby Roberts. She stayed on because we are in location in central London, outside the Royal Courts of Justice, where Julian Assange is having his hearing. And we really hope that everything is going to go the right way, uh, either today or whenever they announce the uh, results of the hearing, the outcome. And that he will be able to have leave to appeal he won't be extradited and ultimately he will be freed um you know abby you've been here as well what, what do you make of what's going on uh at the moment well um it's quite terrifying that uh like i said earlier that julian uh, could be any one of us that's i think something mm. we have to people watching and listening have to bear in mind that this is a precedent that could be set i mean i um and obviously it's raining in london as you can yeah. tell by my hair wonderful having curly hair in this rain um but but it, it hasn't dampen the spirits mm. of the people who are out there and who are beeping their horns and the activists and people who just recognize the injustice that's being done yeah Helium. yeah absolutely it is and there's people there from all walks of life it's amazing there's people giving speeches there very very powerful speeches they're going on today as they were yesterday so there's still as big a crowd there today as there was yesterday it's very very impressive and the weather is terrible here in <laughs> london which is what i think everybody on the chat has been uh, writing and has been <laughs> complaining about it's like terrible weather all yeah. over the uk i know it's february that's what happens in february is but people are still coming out to support julian and Sand, which is great. I, mean, I remember in the days of the freedom rallies and so on, people came out whatever the weather to fight for freedom yeah. um, when we were in the lockdown period. So it's fantastic that people are doing that here in central London today for Julian Assange as well. So um, it's uh, it's a terrible thing that he's been dragged through what he's been dragged through for the last 12 years and five years in Belmarsh. It's absolutely awful. I can't imagine what it's like for, you know, the Julian, poor man, um, uh, for, do, for doing absolutely nothing uh, apart from journalism. Isn't that right? You yeah. know, and it's, it's terrifying, you know, because we're we're in the media and so on. I mean, I'm not a professional journalist as such. You know, I sometimes, you know, I wonder what am I doing in the world of politics? What am I doing in the world of media? But this, this is fantastic. I mean, I'm by trade. I'm a chemistry teacher. I was just... But you're an actual, but you're an actual oh. in all your videos that you do. Oh, thank that, you. that you do for uh, with your with your uh, union flag in the background. I do, I do. I'm, that's gone now, unfortunately, because I've just moved. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. so I was had a background, but you know, someone said to me, "Oh, you're not doing your videos in front of your stripy wallpaper anymore." <laughs> I know. I think all someone's watching me for two years, and all they can think about is my stripy wallpaper. You not you in your house, right? I know all, all my deep and thoughtful, yes. like uh, monologues on cultural marxism and how it's affecting western civilization but no so some people like that's what yeah. they take from it but there we go yeah. i hope some people have like, actually got something from my videos i'm sure they have, they and, have. and from here now i'm on tnt um, yeah. every day as well but say so, i mean this is fantastic because this really is the um 
the real news media. This is the truth media. I mean, apart from that, you've got the fake news media, which I was absolutely shocked at. I mean, I was looking yesterday for reportage of what's happening in the case, the Julian Assange case. I, I could find hardly anything on any outlets in the UK. I mean, there, there were a couple on a couple of outlets, but some of them were actually mocking what was going on, which I think was absolutely deplorable. You know, you, you can see it on, on X. I wrote something, so I'm not going to mention which outlet it was, but if you do lock on X, you can see which outlet I've criticised for actually just, just, you know, making light of the situation when uh, an innocent man is in jail for journalism and calling out the terrible wrongdoings of the people in our nations. And if we live in a nation which we are told is free, which we're told is democratic, which we're told is fair, we have to stand up to these kind of injustices and these wrongdoings that are going on. And, and that's what we're doing here. Uh, that's what everybody outside um, the court is doing today. And, um, you know, thank you for tuning in because you're interested. Um, but, you know, I, 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 it disappoints me that more people aren't interested in the media because yeah. they're going to suffer. You yeah. know, if this goes the wrong way. Yeah. The people in the media who are ignoring this mm. and even mocking this mm. dis disgustingly and deplorably, yes. they're going to be the ones that will be affected as well, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Mm. And, uh, and I know that the person, who, I think it's Will Geddes, uh, was one of the people um, on that uh, news outlet mm. that we won't, uh, we're not going to go into, uh, who was basically saying that uh, he is a criminal and he should be. Wow. And it just actually, it just blew my mind because mm. Mr. Geddes um, say that you uh, publish something and uh, they decide, whichever country it is, mm. that you have in some way, you know, you should be hounded. Then yeah. good luck. Wow. Good luck with the judicial system. I've never heard of Mr. Geddes. It's Mr. Geddes. probably a good thing that I have. Yes, exactly. You know? <laughs> we good thing yeah. But people like him, you know. I, yes. mean, I, think, that, I think that's his first name. Yeah, his first name, old last name. It's not his name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, but I mean, it was just extraordinary yeah, um, right. that people could have, have this view that yeah. it's like, well, it's absolutely fine uh, to, to hound somebody, you know, to, for someone to be incarcerated for basically 12 years. Yeah. And then now in Belmarsh in a two by three cell um, with no right to reply. Where's yeah. the jury? Right, exactly. This is not going through a normal process, no, is it? He no. hasn't been charged with anything in the UK. Yeah, um, which is appalling. Yeah. He's just waiting for extradition. What what disturbs me as well is that the Home Secretary of the United Kingdom could at any point have said, we're going to set him free, just like that. Yeah, yeah. They've got that right to do that because the final decision rests with the Home Secretary. Yeah. He's been in Belmarsh through three Home Secretaries, through Priti Patel, right. Suella Braverman, and now James Clever. Mm. and none of them have done anything none of them have said yeah this is wrong you can go free and they all talk about freedom and democracy mm. and yet with this they're trampling our freedom and trampling our democracy well yeah. julian's obviously but you know in principle that for everybody else because this could happen yeah. to anybody yes indeed yeah, indeed. we're going to take a, a little a little break just a few seconds break i think and then afterwards uh, Gemma cooper is going to be with us this is today's new talk tnt Talk that matters. For once, we just need to do what's best for this damn country and not what's best for the world. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. This is the David Curtin Show. Welcome back uh, to today's News Talk, TNT. I have with me now Jenna Cooper, who is our resident uh, news reporter and journalist. Welcome to the show, Gemma. 
Hello there, David. Yes, well, uh, things kicked off in the High Court, you know, just over half an hour ago now, just after 10.40 a.m. UK time. And the lawyers for the US have uh, have started to give evidence, but there's been a few technical problems in court. Uh, the journalists that are in there and people that are in there are saying they can't hear what the lawyers are saying. The lawyers Jeremy James Lewis, um, people are saying there's problems with the, uh, the, the tannoy there, effectively. Um, of course, you know, a case as important as this, they have stopped proceedings so that they can fix the audio issues. But so, even so, we've had a few tidbits to come out of the US uh, lawyers' mouths this morning here in the UK. Uh, James Lewis has told the court that Assange's case is unarguable uh, and that she had not, he should not be allowed to proceed to a full hearing. He said that the appellant threatened to damage the strategic and national security risks of the United States and put safety of individuals at serious risk as well. And the lawyers, interestingly, they, they've said that the original judge ruled that Assange, uh, Assange uh, is not being prosecuted for political reasons, but the original judge ruled that he had committed serious criminal offences. And if that is the case, the treaty between the US and the UK, which says you can't extradite if it's a, if it's politically motivated, it won't apply. It was the original judge ruling was it was a serious criminal offence. Um, he says uh, it's not credible that Assange or any journalist would be immune to prosecution under these circumstances. Uh, that's all we heard before the technical problems rather scuppered uh, what was being said in court. But there's been a bit of speculation that one of the things that uh, might be discussed in, in, in today's hearing is the 1917 Espionage Act from the United States, uh, passed in 1917 as a result of uh, leaks uh, in World War One, And that does make it a crime to pass information, uh, provide information rather, related to national defence to anyone not authorised to receive it. Uh, um, and they may argue that today, um, that it might apply to Assange, even though he wasn't authorised to receive it himself as a journalist. They may argue the fact that he then published and passed it on makes it a criminal offence under the 1917 Espionage Act. That is a definite uh, possibility. Uh, that might well set a precedent. Normally, that part of the statute of the Espionage Act uh, doesn't apply to people who aren't authorised to receive that kind of material because it could influence, it could apply to journalists. You know, say you get a government insider passing you information, you then publish. Uh, usually, it would be the person that's leaked the information, not the person who's published the information who will have breached the act. So it does have implications for mainstream media, you know, who often get their information inside government leaks and government sources. Um, if they use this act, will it have implications for newspapers, radio stations and television stations that, you know, have inside sources, have, have leaks? If they start to publish, will they be prosecuted under this act? It's a very interesting day for press freedom, as we've been discussing on TNT for many weeks now. Yeah, absolutely. And this could mean that anyone around the world could be prosecuted just because the American authorities want. And that is what is incredibly dangerous. It's not just American citizens doing things in America. This would apply to anybody anywhere in the world who's a citizen of any country who's doing something anywhere that the American authorities don't like. And I, this is what's happened to Julian Assange here. It's not about things that he's actually done in the United States, although I, I, it does relate to um, you know, the source that are giving information from uh, things that were, you know, part of the United States government database and and, and so on, the documents. Um, but but this could apply, you know, this could be expanded to cover anyone anywhere, which is very very worrying and very very troublesome because you think the American authorities should just have jurisdiction over what goes on in America. They shouldn't have jurisdiction over what goes on anywhere in the world. And, and of course, you know, I do. 
understand you know this is the argument that the uh the judges the the the, the prosecutors or in the case if you like the the um uh the the advocates for the cia they're going to make that point aren't they they're going to make that and try to uh make every argument they possibly can to get him uh sent over and extradited and they're going to say well this wasn't political but you know to everyone watching this clearly is um a political case and he clearly is a political prisoner yes absolutely and it does rather beg the question of how far would you apply the espionage act to other countries but we all know that all the countries you know all the governments in the world after as a result of the last four years there's that magic word again lockstep so if this act is it's an american law it's a federal law the 1917 espionage act but other countries will have their version of that act so if the precedent is set today arguing under that act that although yeah he wasn't authorized to receive this material and he published it anyway um that that applies that's really what journalists do you know you're not uh, authorized to receive it but you do because you're a journalist um, but the publication of that is what they're trying to criminalize him of instead of criminalizing effectively chelsea manning who leaked it but then that will apply to journalists worldwide where you you have these sources and they're in the public interest to leak to the press then suddenly everybody um is 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 prosecuted under that particular country's national security laws that hasn't been raised in court yet but there's been a lot of speculation that it will be raised today as i say julian james lewis uh, the lawyer for the us has just said that you know uh, he says assange's case is unarguable i think many of us will disagree with that um but uh, he says the case is incredible and they're really stressing the judge's original ruling the original judge's ruling which that he had committed a criminal offense and this was not a politically motivated action by the us i think that maybe you i most of t and oh, the t and t whole team and many people listening and watching will completely disagree with that but it remains to be seen what's said later on in court yeah of course i would disagree with that i mean it, it, they're actually saying then that he's a committed criminal offenses of course they're going to do that so that he can be um sent over under the extradition treaty but you know this is completely wrong and it's uh it, it's something that is very very disturbing to to many people i think you know what what also concerns me is that it hasn't had much attention from journalists in the uk apart from to, from tnt here today's news talk um but it has had a lot of attention attention from uh, journalists and news channels around the world. When you go over uh, to the crowd outside the Royal Courts of Justice, there's journalists from Germany, from Russia, from the Middle East, from uh, Australia, from, from South America, all over the world, who are very, very concerned about what's going on here. But not much in the way of people from, from the UK, which is quite disturbing. I wonder why that is. It's a very interesting thing. It's a very interesting phenomenon um, that they're not speaking out about this, but they are going to be um, affected by this if this goes the wrong way. Well, quite. They're almost covering covering themselves out of a job, aren't they, by not covering this story? But then we all know that the mainstream media outlets or the lamestream or the legacy media, whatever you want to say, they are beholden to those who run them, fund them and own them. And those companies, corporations or the state funded you know, government, the license fee, they have ties to the government. Say, just example, BBC, license fee comes from the government, uh, the US government and the UK government have the special relationship. Who wants to go up against the American government? Then you look at some of the privately funded media companies, mainstream companies, and the corporations that own them and the parent corporations that own them. Then you look at, you know, there's a very narrow window of control that that, that owns and operates the legacy media.
surprising. They'll have all had their kind of orders from their news editors and production editors who are all given their orders from those above them and station bosses and station owners. It's exactly what happened four years ago with regard to coverage over the scandemic and the experimental jabs. You do what we tell you, otherwise you lose your funding, you lose your advertising or you lose your license fee revenue. It's, it's a complete playback of the last four years in terms of creating and, ch and uh, controlling the official narrative on this story. Absolutely, it's chilling. But I think more people are waking up to this, which is a good thing. And the more people in general society that are understand what's going on and understand where the power is and where the money is, the more that we can fight against it. So, Gemma, thank you so much for joining me on the show today and for reporting uh, from the courthouse there where Julian Assange is having uh, his hearing. And uh, we'll be back after the break. This is today's News Talk, TNT. TNT's Kate Shimarani. They want you dead. It's a depopulation agenda. I hate to break it to you. The government are not your mummy and daddy. You are. Walk in authority. Take control of your own health. It, it's not the healthcare service. It's the homicide service. <laughs> That's what they're doing. From the minute you're born, they're injecting you. Actually, they're injecting you while you're in vitro now. It's about making you sick, keeping you sick, treating you, killing you, disposing you, and charging you for the luxury, and we don't want that. We want you to live a long and healthy life so that you too can look like Klaus Emil Schwab of the World Economic Forum, that bloke in the skin suit. We can live forever. We should be living till we're 120. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. The benefits of advertising on today's News Talk TNT Radio should be clear to businesses of any shape or size. It can be accessed anywhere, anytime, by anybody and is the perfect way to build brand awareness and stimulate digital activity. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Will Julian be extradited back to the USA? Live from London and covering Julian Assange's two-day public hearing at the UK High Court, this is today's News Talk TNT. Welcome back to the David Curtin Show. We are live from central London outside the Royal Courts of Justice where Julian Assange is having his hearing today. This is today's News Talk, TNT, and I'm delighted to be joined here uh, where we are by Nick Dark. Welcome to the studio. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be on. Thank You're you. You're welcome. It's not really a studio. It's a bar, actually, it's, isn't it? It's, <laughs> I'm yeah. giving away our secrets there, but <laughs> in, in, we are actually the window behind us. We can actually see what's going on uh, if we look out the window. So, um, you know, you're a political commentator as well you know a lot about what's going on in the world and you you look into things and you look at the motivations behind them and where things might be going with this i mean what what's your views of what's happening here with the julian assange case well i mean there's so there's so much to talk about and um i think obviously the natural place to go to is free speech mm. uh, and one of the things that I look at when I'm thinking about free speech one of the things that I work on is human potential and really how we are the most not, not only optimized as individuals but as societies and that we're high functioning and cohesive and free speech is obviously critical to that free speech is a core human need in order to be fully expressed and if it's a need it's necessarily a right and as we know it's a right mm. and so that's clearly um 
in danger of, of being severely impinged here. Um, but more deeply, I think we can start scavenging, um, oh, what's the word, excavating uh, away from the language of free speech to actually look at really what's underpinning here and why why it's going the way that it's going. Because free speech really actually draws into the, in the concepts of truth, of power, and of consciousness. Um, because free speech is necessary for us to debate, to discuss, to get to the truth of the situation and the matter. And obviously Julian um, is being persecuted because he published some truths. Uh, and that immediately throws up the question, yeah. you know, is it legitimate for somebody to be imprisoned um, for publishing the truth? Is, is that where we're going as a society? Um, but moreover, why he's in that situation is because the truth is a tremendous leveler in terms of power and the power dynamic, certainly between state and the wider population. Um, because right now, if we look at how governments and the rest of the population function, there's this fairly thick layer uh, between us of obfuscation where we don't really know exactly what they're doing and they're not transparent about how they operate. Mm. And actually transparency removes the barrier between state and people, which again levels that power dynamic. So it's it's a it's a huge act across um I'd say the US and the UK working together here, probably a possible reason why it's not really been debated in the mainstream mm. media in the UK, um, to to maintain that dynamic. Yeah, I mean this is very interesting because yeah, you know, with all of these things, I mean, in a wider sense, you know, you've got this you know misinformation and power mm -hmm. that's coming, you know, not just in the case of Julian Assange, but we've seen over the last four years with the lockdown period, the injections, and then the Ukraine war, and all these kind of things that have been thrown at us, and, and massive propaganda, massive psychological operations and behavioral psychology units working on nudging mm -hmm. people to have the right opinions but some people would still say oh well all of these things are just cock up it's you know basically people are incompetent they're, they're, they don't really know what they're doing but you know i would look at it and think well this is a definite plan there are people in power that are nefarious who are doing these things they're all related all of these things are related um together to change society to disempower ordinary people. And what, what do you yeah. think? Do you think this is just a cock up or do you think that there is uh, a definite sort of set of people who are pushing an agenda here? No, I think there's a definite desire to maintain the power dynamic, top down, centralized mm. power dynamic mm. over the masses. And actually, you can think about that in really two key ways. I think certainly when I, well, when actually this first came to light, when Julian first did WikiLeaks, um, back in what was it, 2010? Mm. Um, I remember having the debate, I was I was kind of like, you know, excited and interested in the truth that he put out. And then actually it was interesting to hear lots of people say, well, do you know, actually, I don't I don't agree because I think most of us really accept that the government does a lot of things that we don't really want to know about, we don't really need to know about, and we'll just let them go and get on with it. Right. So there's this inherent mm. understanding that the government operates in a way sometimes that perhaps isn't let alone tasteful, but actually legal or legitimate mm. in terms of its power. And, and I think that sentiment is now changing in the public, thank goodness, and we're able to, to have more accountability uh, in our governments and actually question and challenge and look at what they're doing. And obviously Julian has brought that to the forefront. Mm. Um, because for many years and decades, um, that's been the case. And actually, 
I was thinking before I came in this morning, um, we need only look at the Banana Republic in Guatemala, actually, yeah, for yeah, yeah. like a, a perfect example of how the state actually decides um, working in collaboration with, I think it was the United Fruit Company um, oh, back then, yeah. um, in collaboration because um, they were a banana company, they wanted um, the, the workers that they wanted, they wanted a monopoly in the country, and so they lobbied the government and worked together with the government to create a coup in Guatemala to displace the leader and put in um, a leader that they wanted. Mm. Um, and we know that that was a complete fabrication. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's not it's not unusual. I think the sad thing is that we've come to accept as a society that actually our political layer is um, untruthful yeah, in how it operates, right? And we've come to sort of accept that. Uh, which I think is is shocking, and we therefore are accepting as double standard mm. because if we are not allowed to lie and we get punished for that, mm. but they are, then we're we're wh why have we decided that power dynamic is okay? Mm. That's not a democratic power dynamic because a demo democracy is that you elect people into government to act as representative of you and execute your will. And that's where the phrase public servant comes from. And so yeah. therefore transparency, openness, and acting in accordance with what the wider public wants should be the mode of operation. Mm. But that's not the power dynamic we have now. That's what you expect. That's what we're told. And that's what's presented to us, maybe through school, maybe through media. We just assume that this is how it works. We elect people. They are good people. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that anymore. I'm just hypothetically, that's what we think. They do what they're told. They, they are there to, to make things run smoothly, to serve the people in the country, to look after our freedom, to look after our economy, yeah. to look after um, our nation, if you like, and defend our nation. But that doesn't seem to be how it is at the moment. You know, it's shocking to me to realize this. And, you know, I was always brought up that until very recently i i trusted the police i trusted the courts i trusted the the, the mps and so on but that has all gone now because I, of what i've seen yeah and that, and that and so you're pointing out in the direction that we're heading mm. generally and i think you know you mentioned covid earlier that was a huge eye-opener for a lot of people and again you know i just talked about double standards and we can look to the same for covid for that and actually link that to some of the conversation around julian's situation because mm. one of the things that they're sort of putting forward is that julian endangered uh lives by what he shared now whether he did or he didn't is one question and as i understand it that's actually not been um made apparent Apparent, um sufficiently with evidence um but rather actually let's focus on um the double standard here that if we look at covid and we look at the information that was shared by the government um how much of that has endangered lives right mm -hmm. um so again massive massive double standard and and because we have outlets like tnt we have other independent journalism uh people are starting to see more broadly different viewpoints and come to the the conclusion, again, that the point in free speech is to come to a more truthful understanding mm. of what is going on. And we need we need opposing views for that. We need the wider coverage. Absolutely. We'll carry on this conversation after this quick news break. This is today's news talk, TNT. Great news. Good news, everyone. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. America's famed Dr. Phil has called out gender-affirming care, warning of the long-term impacts of pushing transgenderism on children. 
Former US President Donald Trump says America is turning into a communist country. And a study of almost 100 million people who received the COVID-19 vaccine has found the jab led to greater increases in heart, brain and blood disorders than originally thought. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT radio. Welcome back. This is the David Curtin Show on today's News Talk TNT. I have with me Nick Dark, who is uh, somewhat of a philosopher, I would say, and uh, and an expert in human potential. And you, we're talking about a, a really great conversation about how free speech is so important for um, society to function well. But at the moment, it's been taken away from us. And and I'm sure you're aware of some of these things that are going through Parliament at the moment, like the, the online safety bill and so on and things like this. I mean, how, how do you see... Um, you know things going in the next few years if we don't stand up to it and you know what, what do you think about that yeah not a fan of the online safety bill that is a huge problem mm-hmm. uh, and i think before the break we started talking about people having wider information at their disposal to come to their own conclusions and independent minds are free minds are powerful minds and obviously mm. that is the dynamic that we're, we're looking at here that's trying to be stifled uh in terms of where it's going um With the online safety bill, I think I have two things to say. One is that uh, I don't think any regulatory body or government or organization has any business managing information as a whole, because obviously it's straying into the territory of um, bringing its jurisdiction to the internet more broadly, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a fantastic free place. Well, depending which search engines you use, perhaps, and what they're funded by, et cetera. But having those out there and having the choice of which ones you use and access is, is part of that free space. And so that being limited is a is a huge problem. We get into very very dark times, uh, and people will rebel uh, rebel against that, no doubt. And so the second thing I sort of I have to say about that coming in is actually who regulates the regulators, mm. and you know who does it fall to. Is it journalists? Is it regulators? Is it citizens? Is it governments to actually keep the state in check? and to keep power in check and keep the dynamic as it should be a democratic dynamic, which I think most of us would like to see, where it is um, public servant and private citizen. And so the the only way that that's ever going to really happen is actually not to continue to outsource this to a regulator or to the government and just trust they're going to do it and not cheat and not do anything for their own benefit, but actually to have more politically active citizens and more engaged, more aware. And I mentioned earlier the raising of consciousness um, through free speech, through seeing truth. And that's what we're looking at, really. Um, you know, to the real sort of power to the people is actually the raising of consciousness. Um, so then people are able to actually decide more fully what they want, what they don't, uh, and hopefully have a democratic vote about putting the right people to fulfill yes. that. Yeah, hopefully, you know, it's a very difficult situation with democracy and voting in the UK because we have the first past the post system and then you've got four parties in England, you know, you've got regional parties as well in Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, but you've got fake conservative, as I call them, Labour, Lib Dem, Green. They all have coalesced around the same agenda and they all seem to be attacking freedom of speech, even though they say that they support it. But it's just culturally as well. I mean, I've been cancelled or 
and I've been smeared, you know, and it used to be the case, like you said, we could have a debate. One person could put an opinion, another person could put the opposite opinion. You could have a discussion and you could have a respectful discussion. But these days you say something and it's like, you're a transphobe, you're a homophobe, you're an Islamophobe, you're a misogynist. And, you, you know, you can never get past that because the other person is not interested in listening to what you say. Yeah. They want to destroy you. Amazing, amazing mm. point. Respectful mm. conversation, mm. what we're having now. And I mean, you you and I seem yeah. to agree on a lot of stuff. So obviously that makes life a lot easier yeah, when you're having conversation. Good. But dealing with conflict is, is actually super important part of cohesive society and us all getting on and developing society because it's through conflicting ideas that we learn, mm. we come up with new ideas, we come up with better ways, we come up with more cohesive uh, mm. communities. And so super, super important. And what we can also do is extrapolate out that idea of respectable or respectful conversations versus conflict resolution to actually, again, tying back into the issue with Julian, is a lot of the information that he put out was around war. Mm. So the biggest conflict we could look at. And actually, again, one would hope that nations are able to have um, conversation with each other rather than escalate into heightened military action so some diplomacy and actually looking at our leaders to model mm. um the ability to discuss and debate through free speech and through transparency um yes with each other what a radical idea that would be mm. um in order to negate conflict and actually we can all just get on with our lives and live more fully more happily more healthily more freely um and that is that is down I mentioned earlier the raising consciousness and I'll bring it back again because a lot of the reason why those conflicts are driven is because of scarcity and lack and the need to think we have to control others and take from others when actually there's plenty for all um you know money it's there's abundance exactly exactly yeah. and life is mm. free-flowing uh so we don't need the situation but that is another truth mm. um that can come to the surface which you know again the language around markets and money and there isn't enough and you can't have and etc hides but this is a really important point at the moment because war is mm -hmm. the basis of why Julian Assange was mm -hmm. here. He was calling out mm -hmm. wrongdoing in war mm -hmm. and a war that shouldn't have happened in the first place, the Iraq war. You know, I, I made the point, someone made the point yesterday, you know, we got um, in the US, they were told this is because of 9-11. Saddam Hussein was responsible for 9-11, yeah. which yeah. is absolute nonsense. In the UK, we were told Saddam Hussein has got weapons of mass destruction, which could hit London in 45 minutes. Again, that was complete nonsense. Um, if you challenged it, the, the powers that be put you down and smeared you and said, oh, look, you're you're like an appeaser. We need to go to war. But, you know, that was, that was then, nearly 20 years ago. Since then, we've had war in Libya, in Syria, in Ukraine, in Gaza, and Yemen, um, you, you know, and I would love for these people to get to, you know, better consciousness, if you like, or or just not fight each other, just not bomb each other. Um, but it seems like the powers that be are going in the opposite direction. And now if you challenge them, uh, you know, I challenged the war in Ukraine from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. I said, we didn't need to do this. Mm -hmm. We need to look at the history of this. We need to get everyone around the table and talk mm -hmm. peace. But I'm immediately, I'm called a new smear. 
Putin's puppet, they called me, or an appeaser. And <laughs> how do we get out of this? Because they're pushing for an extreme view rather mm. than a sensible view and, mm. and coming to agreement and cooperation. Exactly the point you mentioned earlier. Um, ultimately, censorship, uh, mm. because you're giving a view which, you know, isn't you know, is is just asking you to asking them to come some way towards having the conversation. And that is, you know, it is a very uh, simplistic uh, mindset to have a black and white view of the world. And life is full of nuance. And there are no true, completely good guys and no true, completely bad guys. That is actually down to the, well, the, the intent in, heart, in here, right? <laughs> sure, sure. But something you might do, somebody else might think, oh, actually, that's not very good I'm or that's sure, not very nice. I'm sure they do, and yeah. So, sure. so, so then... It is, as you say, it is through that conversation that we that we that we find um, understanding mm. through being able to see the, the truth of each other. But what that requires, ultimately, on an individual level yeah. and the same on a state level, is vulnerability. Mm. Is to is to be open and to have that. Um, but you know that aside, there are also commercial uh, and political interests as to why war is perpetuated mm. indefinitely, ultimately. Absolutely, but like you said, there's a lot of nuance to this, and hopefully, people can get to a better place. Um, I just finally, we've got, um, got a few seconds left. Are you encouraged by the people who are out here, the number of people who are out here? Do you think that there is a groundswell of movement that is it could take us in the right direction to get away from all of these things so that we do start to respect free speech and respect other people and other people's opinions as well? Absolutely. I mean, I think certainly that that is what is happening across, across society, across the globe. We are gradually getting there. In the meantime, what that means for Julian in this situation, I don't know. But sometimes it takes tragic circumstances in order for things to be truly brought to light and for people to see and, and for change to happen. So yeah God bless him. Good luck. i know let's hope for a good outcome we'll, we'll see what happens either in a few hours or a few days but nick duck thank you so much for coming on the show thank you lovely so to talk to you. you fantastic thank you everyone this is today's news talk tnt back in a moment give me a minute with tnt radio's steve malsberg yesterday i let you see one of joe biden's worst moments when he falsely accused the special counsel of bringing up his son's death during their interviews in October. Well, the RNC has put together a montage of more of Joe Biden's worst moments. Watch. I, uh, um, anyway, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, Anyway, I, I just look, I mean, want more? Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. It was in February, February no, January after being elected. The late January, early February. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. And there's plenty more where that came from, folks. Again, I ask the question, how could this man be president of the United States? 25th Amendment now. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern time, right here on TNT. My dad was a farmer. The guy was bigger than life. He wasn't someone 
that liked to show his emotion or liked to show when he was struggling. But we all struggle. I want to show emotion to my kids. It's something that brings me so much joy. And I want them to see me working through things. Allow your kids to know that it's okay to struggle, that even dad doesn't know the answer sometimes, but we're gonna figure it out together. Hi. I'm your retirement fear, but don't be scared. You're still in pre-tirement. Pre-tirement? Does that mean I have more time to plan? Precisely. Here, this is pretirement.org. Huh. Retirement savings options? <laughs> Potential tax breaks? Yep. Ooh. Oh, I could build up savings for my side hustle. This isn't scary. I'm doing it. You got this. Visit thisispretirement.org for free resources to help you customize your action plan. Journalism is not a crime. We're covering Julian Assange's two-day public hearing at the UK High Court and live from London. This is today's News Talk TNT. Welcome back to the David Curtin Show on today's News Talk TNT. I have two guests with me now, which is fantastic. We have the fantastic Sonia Fulton, who has her own show on TNT. And we have Ash here as well. Welcome, welcome to the show with me. Fantastic. How do you feel it's going at the moment over in the hearing uh, with Julian Assange? Have you got any sort of further thoughts today? Uh, anything you've picked up by being outside with the crowd? Um, the the for me, the crowd's good, mm. okay? But when you're looking at it on a whole, yeah, the whole of this row should be filled with people. Yeah, You know, this yeah. is not just for him. This is for absolutely everybody, mm. not even just in the UK, across the world at the right. moment. You know, this is such a monumental moment in history. If this goes the wrong way, you know, mm. it's not a good outlook for a lot of people, you know, especially people like yourself well, you know, who, well, are, know. who are taking a stand and speaking up against the, the set narrative. Well, I say things all the time yeah. that people don't like. I mean, the amount of trolling I get on yeah. social media yeah. just for saying what I think is normal common sense is off the charts. And, you know, I mean, I do push the boat out a little bit. I think you do and mm. you do as well. I mean, Sonia, you talk about things and you get a lot of sort of comeback, don't you, for yes. all these things Yes, I, I consider myself completely ineffective if I didn't. I think it's good. <laughs> yes, yeah, quite right, quite right. Um, yeah, it, it is. I mean, there's, there's a few hundred people here, yeah. and which is fantastic. There's some powerful speeches going on. The hearing's going on. We hear there's like technical hitches in the hearing today. I mean, I really do hope it's going to go the right way because this is going to be uh, something that affects us all. Absolutely. Um, you know, what? What? it's just extraordinary that uh, the British media are, are ignoring this. Mm -hmm completely ignoring this apart from us and uh they're going to be you know in in the, the firing line if this goes the wrong way aren't they it shows who they are though doesn't mm. it i mean we, we talked about this earlier on my show and the fact is is that the very presence of julian assange highlights how all the rest are completely remiss except people like us and we are few and far between that is the reality which is why tnt is so vital <laughs> absolutely vital and i would just like to say at this point a, a, a shameless plug and that is we cannot do this without your support we absolutely need your support we want to be able to do more outside broadcasts so if you are able please donate to today's news talk go to the website donate whatever you can we greatly appreciate it truly we do um and uh, but that's the reality 
poverty is that we are, you know, this kind of self-financing and we're, we're not we're not backed by oligarchs or no. or billionaire newspaper proprietors, you know. And uh, and so I, I think that they are shameless and they're silent because they're shameless. I, I was saying this to Gemma earlier. It shocked me that the Mail Online, which is the sixth most uh, read online newspaper in the world didn't wow. mention the case yesterday. How wow. can that be possible? I think it just goes to show again that, uh, like I said earlier, you know, these organisations are absolutely captured and they are told what mm. they can say and what they can't say, you know. Mm. And you don't have legitimate um, uh, investigative journalism anymore within mm. like, these main um, mainstream media organisations. You know, it comes from the likes of you and comes from the yeah. likes of you, you know, independent journalists that are not prohibited from saying mm. what they must be saying. Right. Yeah. I think back in the day, you know, in the COVID times mm. and the lockdown times, there were some journalists who did want to write things, mm. but then the editors squashed them and they wouldn't let those things go to press. Mm. So there may be some people there who do want to talk about it. I mean, I don't know because mm. we're not, I'm not party to that, but mm. maybe there are some people who do want to talk about it, but they're not allowed to because someone high up has given the order, we, you know, which is just as disturbing because, as you say, they're captured and they're beholden to whoever pays them. And someone must be paying in that case an awful lot of money to these outlets to stop them from reporting on what I think today is the most important news story in the world. Absolutely. And the fact is we all have to eat. We all have to put a roof over our heads. So it just depends how you want to earn your living, okay? I was the contributing editor at ITM for eight years. And during COVID, they took me to one side and said, you can't keep saying the stuff you're saying. Wow. And I said, or oh, what? And it was all, oh, or oh, what is this is going to, this will end. And I carried on and that ended after yeah. eight years. Yes. And, you know, and that was breaking many stories, including the contaminated blood scandal, mm. you know, so, so I had my worth there, but I didn't have so much worth that I could compete with the advertising revenue they were getting from government, from our tax oh. money, that, that was, you know, keeping it all afloat. And that again is exactly why what we're doing here is so absolutely vital. Mm. This is commentary without compromise. Please remember that. That's Can I the, just say from an outside thing. point of view as well, yeah. you know, it seems like to me TNT is becoming the fastest growing station yeah, you know, you've got the likes of GB News that, that proclaim to be this, but ultimately they're not, um, you know, they're not walking the walk. Yeah, you know? I mean, that, and that is the truth. We are walking that walk. Yeah, so, yeah it's absolutely wrong that the Mail Online, as one example, didn't cover it. But the fact is, Julian Assange highlights all their inadequacies and, and all the fact that they are compromised. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's fantastic that we're here. I'm so glad. TNT is really coming on this year, isn't it? You're absolutely. here, Abby's here. I've Wonderful. got a show. We're joining a fantastic team of people who are reporters and are doing shows. So Wonderful. I'm really excited about you know, being here and we can actually say, you know, what needs to be said and cover the stories that other people don't, don't cover. And, it, and we can talk about things without anyone throwing smears at us. You know, I mean, I've been called all the different things over the years. In 2020, I was called a COVID idiot, <laughs> and then I was called an anti-vaxxer, and then I was called Putin's puppet, and now, you know, I I'm called an anti-Semite now sometimes. Yeah, that's the new for, one. For calling it? for a ceasefire. It's yeah. this culture uh, that they've know. created yeah. to stop mm. people from talking. You're, yeah. you're labelled as something, so you, that will shut you up, you know? Mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, it doesn't work with people like us. Absolutely. Before that they seek to demonise me, the 
now do I be perfect? <laughs> and I think that that is that is the reality of what we're dealing with. You have to have a pushback. And the thing is, I've been in journalism for so long that I understand that if people aren't, you know, adverse to what I'm saying, I'm doing something wrong. Absolutely. You know, they have Absolutely. to be adverse to what you're saying because we are going up against the status quo. And the status quo is there to protect all the interests of the British establishment and every establishment around the world. And we are very existence challenges that mm. so you know absolutely please support tnt if you are able to it means the absolute world to us i'm i feel so personally honored to have been here these yeah. last two days david absolutely me too great to be with you stay here we're going to have a short ad break this is today's news news talk tnt i didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go so i didn't think i'd survive but i did ask for help and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there. Covenant House helped me break the cycle of homelessness in my family. They gave me the love that I needed. Over 2,000 young people will sleep safely in a Covenant House bed tonight. When youth who are experiencing homelessness have a hot meal, a safe place to sleep, medical care and love they can overcome heartbreaking challenges and have a brighter future they just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed and i'm succeeding i'm a i'm a speaker i'm an author covenant house really helped me and really helped mold me into the woman i am today if you or someone you love is asking for help go to safeplacetosleep.org today Will Julian be extradited back to the USA? Live from London and covering Julian Assange's two-day public hearing at the UK High Court, this is today's News Talk TNT. Welcome back to The David Curtin Show. I'm David Curtin and I'm here outside the Royal Courts of Justice in central London where Julian Assange is having the hearing and we hope that everything's going to go the right way and he won't be extradited to America, but he will be freed. And as I've said before, the Home Secretary could free him today if he wanted. He has that power. Why do you think the Home Secretary is not doing that? I mean, isn't it appalling that he isn't doing something which is right and good and just? Oh, gosh. I mean, that's a small question to a big answer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, the Home Secretary is not going to because he's following the route of successive Home Secretaries, all in his same party, of course, because yeah. obviously there was Theresa May, Priti Patel. We're up to James Cleverly now. I think there's probably somebody in between that. But they're all following the same route, aren't they? And again, it's the same issue with Julian Assange's presence highlighting poor journalism. Were they, if he was the current Home Secretary, to grant Julian Assange that leave, it would highlight the poor form of the rest of his party. And they do not look at things that way. They look at protecting the party rather than actually answering to the electorate. Yeah, it seems like that. You know, they're all the same. It wouldn't be any different with the Labour government either, I don't think. You know, and they're supposed to be on the side of the people, but they don't seem to be on the side of the people anymore. There was a brilliant report to do with Keir Starmer, Sir Keir Starmer, leader of the <laughs> Labour Party, Julian Assange. And that is, um, Sir Keir Starmer made several trips to America regarding Julian Assange. But for some reason, and this was reported by Matt Kennard from Declassified, for some reason, the reports and the correspondence regarding those trips of Sir Keir Starmer have vanished, have disappeared. 
probably been deleted and erased in all reality. So, you know, who can we trust? Well, we need WikiLeaks to actually find those reports and bring them out, don't we? (laughs) That's what WikiLeaks would do. I mean, the the team is still there. I mean, there's an excellent team that's still assembled and they're still putting things out. But they they need Julian Assange back as well. He needs to be free. Um, You know, obviously, he's the the, the figurehead of of WikiLeaks. But, you know, he started it up with other people and they've done a fantastic job. And, you know... um, when they do something, when he was releasing Hillary Clinton's emails, for example, I mean, people liked that in America, didn't they? You know, not everybody, <laughs> but yeah, right, clearly, clearly <laughs> didn't like. yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I had a bit of an issue with it. Yeah. Well, one of my favourite sayings is everybody loves the truth until there's a conflict of interest. Absolutely. And it seems to be happening quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is a tricky question here, and I just want to see what you think about here. You know, I, I, I was a big fan of President Trump. I still think he's uh, done some good things. In 2016, he was always talking about WikiLeaks, how wonderful WikiLeaks were. But then at the end in 2020, he didn't pardon Julian Assange. Mm. And I thought, well, why didn't you do that? You know, I I don't have an answer to that. And it's just something that, you know, I question. It's maybe a difficult thing to to think about. But, um, you know, have you got any thoughts about that as well? I don't trust him any more than I trust any other politician except present company. Um, But uh, because it was it was Trump's presidency, of course, uh, that uh, Mike Pompeo from the CIA moved in on Julian Assange. So. Donald Trump loves standing up at his rallies and saying, oh, I love WikiLeaks, I love Julian Assange. But the truth is, is that he set this ball rolling Mm. in the first place. It's all cheap, isn't it? It really, truly is. the actions, you know, that that prove of of how you feel. And, you know, like you said, if he didn't even pardon him, then Mm. what does that show about him, you know? I wouldn't necessarily say I dislike Trump, um, Mm. but I wouldn't necessarily say I I believe him or trust him. There's been a few things that he said over the years that resonate with me. But like I said, you know, it's it's the actions that we go by. he didn't have the ability or he didn't want to release him then what was you know what does that say about yeah i mean i i still think you know he's probably the best of the candidates for the next election but i i i wouldn't say he has a hundred percent record with me anymore i mean also with the vaccines as well i don't call vaccines i call experimental injections but um you know so that was a bit of a it was just something i I question why didn't you do that because if he'd done that julian assange would be free he wouldn't be here today but then obviously we've got home secretaries um that could have done that as well and uh and made that decision too but if I were in, mm. I would release Julian Assange on day one. Oh, you know? straight away. Yeah. Unquestionably. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I'll, I'll put a home secretary. You can be my home secretary. Thank you. <laughs> I right. really appreciate that. Go <laughs> to me. Um, and you can, you can release Julian uh, Assange. Absolutely, you know, the, thing, the thing is, is it, as you say, it is absolutely within their gift mm. to do so, right? And But they won't. They choose not to. They. This is about so much more than going after a journalist yes. because if it was about going after a journalist they'd have gone after all the other journalists who have leaked, uh, leaked classified documents regarding the US this is about persecution of somebody who dared to humiliate them to do with wars that we all knew were wrong in the first place anyway yep. and so it, and, it, and it becomes such a grudge doesn't it yeah. it's like it's horrible it's literally mm-hmm. like a playground and they're, they're tormenting this man and you know and as I said earlier if if heaven forbid that anything should happen to him inside if he goes to america mm-hmm. we cannot right. trust so, his yeah, safety absolutely. we cannot trust his safety but his health is deteriorating and should anything happen to him 
they will have a worse problem on their hands because if they martyr him, mm. you can kill a man, but you can't kill the idea that that man or absolutely. woman stood for. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. What he stood for and what he stands for is very, very powerful. Um, the other thing that disturbs me about this is it's also an issue of national sovereignty as well. Right. Because, you know, one thing I stand for is national sovereignty uh, you know, in every way. I mean, I don't think we should be in the World Health Organization, for example. Right. But this case sort of indicates to me that the UK government is not acting as sovereign in our own country. Um, it's like another nation, in this case, the United States, is dictating to the UK government what they must do. And that shouldn't be the case. I think the whole thing's just an illusion, really. Mm. You know, we're told one thing, but really what's going on behind the scenes is something mm. completely different. And what's going on right now actually proves this, you know. Yeah. If, if we were sovereign, if we had the ability to govern ourselves, then, you know, why are we playing ball with the likes of whoever to keep this man mm. in, a, in a six by nine, you know? That's a really good point you just mm. made there, Ash, because the truth is we're actually seeing for real what actually in happens. Time. In real time, yeah. Actually are. Yeah. We're seeing the level of corruption, how they're all intertwined, how they all take care of each And the, uh, the, the Trust Ball, which is obviously the film on Julian Assange, I interviewed Kim Staten yesterday about it, the director. Absolutely brilliant. I implore everybody to watch it. But what it actually shows is the amount of years that America has been at war. Oh. And it actually says out of, out of the entire existence of its country, it's like six years that it hasn't been at wow. war bombing other countries Someday. or something. It's just quite extraordinary, Someday. really. You know, and we yeah. need to look at that. What kind of society do we want to live in where we mm. imprison the truth tellers, but we let the criminals go free? Right. It is shocking. You know, as you say, they've been a war for, you know, I don't know, the last century, so many years. There hasn't been a single year I remember that they haven't been at war. We've been uh, bombing all of these countries around the world. It has to mm. stop. Look, we're here outside the Royal Courts of Justice. We are hoping for the right result for Julian Assange today. Keep tuned to TNT, today's news talk, and we'll keep you updated as the day goes on. <laughs>